Taylor Swift has a wonderful voice and just the most average songs I've ever heard. <laughs> there is Dude, absolutely no, you just give us the death penalty. Nothing no. special. There is no, no. You guys can that's, disagree, that's and the pod as a whole doesn't. Grabbing. The pod like as a whole doesn't sink. I mean, there's literally just nothing special about these songs. It is just a girl singing about. Stuff. And, and if you like it, that's great. But there's no reason that I can comprehend that she dominates over every other artist. It makes absolutely no sense to me. going to be unemployed in 10 years in 10 years i mean there's a chance i mean i just put that out there i don't I think know. it's 10 years I, I think it's probably like 20 years we out here grabbing headlines well, you, I think think it's actually, gonna be, you think it's gonna be that early i actually do think so i think it's gonna be pretty well no i, I would say not without jobs but i think like white collar jobs are gonna be split in half split in half yeah 20 years easily easily in half by 20 years so you guys have you, oh. you can't just make that statement Ex- expand on that <laughs> So give by, us your rationale here. By, by then they'll have another ten years. Well, whatever years I said, twenty, I guess. Another nineteen years worth of data, and AI will be able to interpret that and make itself macros. Probably even way sooner than that. But by then it's going to be like foolproof data, and then we won't have to work and interpret things as much as we do. So you say we won't have to work. So well, what, what, is this, what does this future look like for you? Is it that we don't have jobs, but <laughs> I don't know. our economy is running so hot and, it, and we're just so flush with you know, abundance that <laughs> we don't have to work, but now we get you know, government-supported checks because Dude, it's just honestly, like, hey, the, the idea here, of UBT- here's, here's what you get for being alive, you know? The, the UBTI, mm-hmm. or sorry... Um, Universal Basic Income, UBI, I'm thinking of UBTI is a tax thing. Um, UBI has been, been talked about a lot, um, and now I'm not at all supportive of that, but that is like they've done like case studies on, on smaller areas, and like that would probably have to be a thing if we all are potentially unemployed. I don't know. I don't know. Or just the growth, or everyone finds different jobs that are more appealing and more trade-based. I don't know. I actually do. I do have a thought on this. So who who was the presidential candidate? Um, maybe either last cycle or two cycles ago. Who was who was kind of introducing that? I think he was UBI. Uh, he talked was it about Yang? Was it, was Yang? It Yang? Yang. Yeah. Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. Yeah. He, he talked about it a little bit. And at first, I don't like it either. You know, not not big on handouts. I think the long term effect is that you get a lot of people who are just surviving off that, and the idea is you. You know, give them some resources monetarily, supplement their lives, and then they you know go and do other stuff to generate yeah. more income than just what they're receiving. But in the long term, I don't I don't think that actually happens. I think you do get a subsect of people who just simply survive off of whatever the handout is. But here's my way of reframing it: <clears throat> as technology has advanced throughout the years. The world has become a much more comfortable place to live in for anybody, whether you're yeah. homeless. So we have been receiving, just by living in the United States, a form of UBI, and it's not monetary. Ah. It's just that you know now we have 
readily available to us by no, you know, we, we, you and I didn't work at all to be able to have food that stays cold in a fridge. We didn't work at all to be able to have, um, you know, forced air and, and heating and cooling. Like there are just things that technology has brought about that has made so readily available to us that with limited effort on our part, we can now afford them because they're so readily available. Yeah. Um, Versus and, 30 years ago, you had to be no, not thirty years ago. Let's, let's bump that back. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, honestly, thirty years ago, for some places, like, like fifty or sixty years ago, like, like you're, you're, yeah, you, you, not everyone had a TV, so you didn't have access to the news, so you didn't have edu- educational access, so you didn't know what was going on in the world. Like now, something like that, like we just, you know, I mean, that's a little bit different than think, comfort, think about but. think about um, like electric light, for example. Yeah, yeah. When that was first introduced, right? It was such a low, like Carnegie had. Um, and Vanderbilt had electric light in their homes, and no one else did. No one else could afford it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's a true benefit that the rest of the population did nothing to contribute to receive light in their homes, but because of advances in technology and people pushing it forward, it became so readily available that now we can have it for yeah. you know a, a immaterial percentage of our incomes. Yeah. Um, so I think to some extent. We are just by, you know, being alive, benefiting off of the work of other people and technology and things in our lives are becoming more affordable um, because more is being produced. So the only disconnect here is that a UBI would just mean that now we are explicitly receiving that benefit in actual dollars that we have discretion over. Right, discretion. As opposed to just better quality of life. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I'm sorry. I was researching something as, as you were speaking the last two minutes there. I apologize. <laughs> Ryan, dude, I, I, just, I just dropped like... The, I know. The, that was the, a the, knowledge the, Just bomb. a knowledge yeah. nougat. A nougat I, I think, But I think your point's like really valid. And actually, I think about this all the time because on the contrary, let's say you didn't want to live with like all of these amenities, right? Like let's say you wanted to be extremely frugal. Like you could really not even do that like there's really no choice i, I hate to say like if i didn't no, want you're right wi-fi yeah. like even wi-fi like if i told my work oh yeah like i don't have wi-fi at home so like i you know the i can't more, work from home on fridays the, like yes. you have to have it so you or you have to pay for it the more inventions and the more technologically advanced we become the more that is required of us to have yeah. for a minimal life yeah like just just the utilities on the back end of of rent, like like you said, Wi-Fi, heating, like so many little things that you don't really account for up front, but make a huge impact. Like like Selena and I had to have here the um, um, like the ducts were working on our AC. Like that's why we didn't have AC on the main floor forever. Yeah. We only had it downstairs and upstairs, mm-hmm. and then it stopped working downstairs. So we had a one floor and then it would, we would turn it on and it would go to a random floor. Like the, yeah. the ducts weren't working. So we had to have someone come check it out and it sucked for like two weeks, Yeah, like two weeks. And then, you know, I look back at college and one of the college dorms at Wesleyan didn't have AC and it's like, how the fuck did anyone live with that? And we lived without it for two weeks, but no, you make a good point. Like it's. The 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 minimal the minimalist life anymore is almost too complex. Like it's yeah. it's damn near impossible. I think. Yeah. I think that's just you. You know, getting used to having nice things as well, and it. 
becomes Maybe, harder but, and harder to strip your wits. But think about this, okay? If you don't have an iPhone, right? Let, let's be honest. We look around. Not everyone should be having an iPhone, like the latest iPhone, right? It's expensive sure. monthly yep. and upfront. So how can you do anything? Everything's app-based. Like it, it gets me fired up when like you have to do everything on an app. For example, Park, like park Mobile, right? You have to pay on Park sure. Mobile to like park in parking spots. Like you're just assuming everyone has an Apple iPhone. That I, can... I think as the, the world moves on without you if you don't move with it. Is yeah. kind of what I would say. And the world is moving so fast that if you don't want to keep up with it, you are now further and further behind compared to your peers uh, as you ever would have been in the past. That's you true. Could, you, could, you could strip yourself away from advancements before in the past and you weren't that far behind other people. Whereas today, the world just moves so quickly and adapts so quickly yep. that if you you know want to take a couple years off and, and not upgrade a phone or, or another piece of technology, the world just adapts around yeah. you. And then all of, a sudden you, all of a sudden you're way behind. Adapt or die. And, the th- <clears throat> and it, it forces you to advance as fast as technology does in a way. Like as soon as things come out, you almost have to adapt to it before you get left behind. Like imagine a worst case scenario, you go to park somewhere, your phone's dead. You're not work. You're not with anyone else. And you, I, I hate to say it, but it'd be nice to just put quarters in the slot. You know, like, it'd yeah. just be nice to slide them in there. Worst case, like, there's no backups, is what I'm saying. Like, everyone, we rely on it so much. Well, And then once it goes black, we, we don't have a backup. Here's a perfect example of that. When we were watching the Steelers game at, at the Worth Neighborhood Grill the other day, shout out, shout as, out. as always, um, I took Bree home right after, and her phone was dying the whole time we were there. She was looking for a charger or whatever. She's like, let me install this app on on your phone, on my phone, um, so that she could get back into her apartment. Oh, her she needs died. it to get into the apartment. Uh, I, I drop her off. Oh her phone dies after I've left, so she can't even call me. Um, I, don't, oh. I, don't know how she, I don't know how she ended up getting back into her apartment. She had, maybe someone let her is in. Is it one of those, like, like you touch the apartment? Yeah, it's with just your, like your, your only, your only backup is a physical fob. But because you have it on your phone, you never bring the physical fob anywhere. Oh so gosh. it's it's that level of reliance that if your phone dies, then you're like locked out. Um, which is a, again, so if you don't want a smartphone, you just cannot live in this building essentially. And think about this: you have to keep up with the latest phone because Apple has been caught slowing down phones that are older. They've been caught slowing them down, data processing, battery life, you name it. Yeah, that's planned obsolescence, and that's actually considered illegal now because of that. Mm. So, but people, you, you still do it, right? You just you don't pump out certain software updates, or which actually I've noticed Apple iPhones have worked better longer recently, personally, because mm. I think this issue. Yeah, I have one out. of the old ones now. Everyone, people start making fun of me about it. What you have an no? old? One? What do you have? I don't have. Uh, uh, my mine only Dude, has. Yours doesn't have a thumbprint. I saw some of the other. No, yeah, yeah some people still have the thumbprint. Oh, mine, yeah. mine only has what one, two cameras on the back. A lot of people have three now, so that's like the. Oh, the yeah. Telltale that. Oh no, Ryan, you're right there with me. You're right there with me. We're 12. good. This thing works fine. Yeah. Well, I don't need any. I've uh, well, I've one quick thing to say, but I do want to talk about pictures on phones. But real quick, have you guys ever watched the YouTube guy Peter Santinello? I have not. He. No, no, no I don't, I don't yeah. think so. So he actually last night I watched this. I shouldn't have stayed up watching this, but it was so interesting. What he does is he travels in other places of the country and just basically just tries to meet people and like understand their story. Like super simple, but mm. like mm-hmm. he does a good job of it. So he went to 
middle Kentucky and met this guy who like literally lives off the land, like like does not have any technology, no car, no license, no social security, no birth certificate. It got flooded. Like this guy and he just preaches the word and he's like he's a farmer and he lives in a community and they help each other out. And they literally um, what they did is they actually um, hitchhiked together. They were, he was like, let's try, let's try hitchhiking to Nashville. So, like, the whole story was, like, literally them getting to Nashville, which is, like, a three-hour drive, but, like, obviously hitchhiking is forever. But the interesting thing is there are people out there that are doing this. He said his expenses are $250 a month, and that's only for property taxes. Everything else is, like, he does not adhere to anything. But he's so reliant on his everyone else what does he own what does he own property taxes on just his land oh he has land yeah he's a lot of land oh okay 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 but i think he bought his land when he was young and said i'm done with everything and just i guess in kentucky you can kind of get away with just (laughs) you you don't have to attest to anything he has you know he has a landline phone which i think he pays 20 dollars a month i'm kind of jealous in a way like that's pretty dope he looks like the happiest man alive his name's titus Actually, he's going what, cool viral name. right now cool because name. he's very like, like down to earth. He's going viral, but he probably doesn't know it because he doesn't have a phone. Yeah, dude, dude literally, like he, he, he's he probably like, loves it that way. Uh, personally, that wouldn't do anything for me. I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my personal hell. What well, you, you, Dom? I could see you though. You're uh, you're you're a deep thinker on some things. Like I could see you personally being at peace with fewer things in life, though. Potentially for maybe short sprints of time when you need to go off and, and focus on something internally or a big life question, decision, something like that. I could I could see that being helpful to remove all the distraction yeah. of life, which I think is we've all experimented with deleting social media. And I think all have been in agreement that it benefited our lives, not having a lot of the unwelcome distraction. But... I think I would just get so irked knowing that there was so much knowledge around me being developed and shared that I wasn't exposed to. Mm. That's a good point. Like That's I'd feel point. so far behind the times. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And then, you know, if you're living like that, then you're not doing anything to advance mankind forward, which is that the goal? Know. Is that, the, is, that why we, is that why it we depends? Do, who knows? Is that why we do what we like specifically our jobs? Are we moving mankind forward? Are we like, moving mankind forward? Are we moving ourselves forward? And implicitly, I think we're honestly as a, as a result of that moving. I don't mean this to be forward, sad, yeah. but like there's a big machine and we're kind of a cog that keeps the machine going to move the world sure. forward. But like, and I guess that's you're, you're, admirable. You're, you're a collective but, of it all, right? But I don't know. Part of me kind of. So I was listening to Jesse Itzler. Do you guys know who Jesse Itzler is? No. He owns a jet company, but he um, he's an endurance runner as well. But anyway, I, I, I heard him speaking on a podcast about a he, – he's written two books. He lived with monks in upper state New York for 15 days, and he wrote about it. Um, and I'm about to listen to the audio book. Okay. And he lived with David Goggins for like a month. David Goggins lived with him. I'm sorry. And uh, he wrote about it. And so when he talked about living with the monks, hmm. though, he... What a contrasting... I know, right. This guy, he's, he's really interesting, but he lived with the monks, and it, like, they... 
don't own anything. They have they have a large library of books, but they have one TV that they watch the local news on for an hour on Sunday just to see, you know, make sure the world's not burning around them. But they meditate. They, you know, they like tend to a garden. They hang out and they are world-class dog trainers. Hmm. Like that's how they make money. That's how they keep the lights on. They, they had 500 acres of land. Their only expense really is property taxes now. They bought it for like 50 grand in like, in like the 40s or something like that. And so they are world-class dog trainers. And they, it's, it's limited at a time. But like when I hear that, like they, they master dog training. They just, I don't know, they meditate. They kind of, part of me, you know, it, but it is, it's fanciful. I don't know if I could do it forever. But like something about doing less kind of helps you become better at those few things, which sure. is, is, I think is, is, you know, focus at it and I'm, you know, I can get obsessive about some things. So that's pretty cool, I think. And, but no, to your point, I think you kind of hit it on the head. I would miss knowing what I'm missing. Like I, it would be in the back of my mind the whole time. Like, what am I missing? What's going on in life right now? Like, have we talked to aliens? Like, what, what's I, I going think on? it's <laughs> that's number, thought number one. I I think it's always going to be individualized. I think living a life like you mentioned for the monks that's you know disconnected and simple, and they focus on a few things. If that is what's fulfilling for them, then that's what makes sense to do. I think I I do not feel that I would find fulfillment in a simple life. I think I would constantly be wanting something else. So you know, you you, you choose a different path. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into the whole meaning of life on that. Yeah, no. I don't know I mean, if we're going to solve it. I don't know if we're going to solve it. I don't know either if I know that. That'll, that'll, that'll be for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was well, hey, that was pretty deep, though. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I would be able to we're do. We're plugging in, pl- plug in, plug it out. But So, while, while we're on the, the AI kind of train here, right? Wait, did we... We started with AI. Yeah, no, we, we kind of got off of it. Should we, should, should we yeah, come back to it a little let's bit? Let's get back to AI. Because okay. you guys had this. Yeah, why don't you explain? So last week, you know, Dom and I talked about, uh, we talked about this this legend uh, back in Rome who just, you know, made buttloads of money um, chariot racing. The, the uh, wealthiest athlete of all time. I don't remember his name. I would say, Dom, you know it? Of course I do, man. I, I did my pod prep. Gaius Apelius Diocles. <laughs> yeah, that. our boy. Of course. What a beast. Anyway, yeah. So, you know, Dom and I were wondering some things. We watched some YouTube videos. We need to talk about YouTube another time, too. Mm. But, um, and Dom was wondering what were some of the economic drivers back at this time in Rome to where an athlete could make this much money that it was reported that he made. And so we asked ChatGPT. So we were like, hey, you know, mm. we kind of got this Ask ChatGPT segment going. Okay. But All for right. tonight, we're going to do Bard versus ChatGPT. Ooh. So Bard is Google and ChatGPT. Google Bard. Is, yep. Everyone knows that. Open AI with ChatGPT. All right. So, what question we got? So, today? the question we have is what type of jobs will AI eventually replace? Now, they both spit out this long list of evidence, and I asked each to compress it into 10 sentences. <laughs> so not only they answered it, but they also summarized it for you. So. Right. Okay. So right. the summary of the impact on the AI on the jobs um, in 10 sentences with Google Bard is AI is already having a significant impact on the job market, and its influence is only expected to grow in the coming years. AI is most likely to replace jobs that are repetitive, routine, and require a lot of knowledge 
but not a lot of creativity. Mm. Jobs that involve driving are also at risk being replaced by AI, as self-driving vehicles are expected to become widely available in the next few decades. In addition to these specific job types, AI is also likely to have a significant impact on the overall structure of the job market, leading to a decrease in the number of middle management jobs and an increase in the demand for people who can develop, build, and maintain AI systems. It is important to note that AI is also creating new jobs, but the impact on the overall number of jobs is still uncertain. The impact of AI on the job market is likely to be significant, but it is up to us to ensure that AI is used in a way that benefits everyone, not just a select few. Bar- so Bart Bar- is like, hey, well, I, won't, I won't take a yeah. job, I swear. Yeah. I, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, Bart. He's playing, downplaying this a little bit. I, th- I think one interesting point from that is, what, uh, what was that? One of the bullets of you know, where the jobs are going to flow is people who... Uh, oh. Was it middle management? No, that's no. that's saying people, people that would take develop, away build, people who can develop, build, and maintain AI systems. And I saw a quote the other day, and I'm going to butcher it if I try to get it too direct. So I'll just I'll give you the synopsis of it. Um, it was on um, maybe like Stack Overflow or like a Reddit form or Excel Jet or something like that. I was looking up some kind of issue, and um, one of the guys who's a you know one of the super users on there answers a bunch of questions, earns all the points or whatever said something to the effect of his, it wasn't related to the question, but his tagline had his name and then his own little personal message he can include with it. And uh, it was to the effect of, excuse me if um, I'm not clear communicating to humans. I'm used to communicating with uh, the least intelligent operating form which is a computer and the takeaway from that is that computers aren't smart right like people have to tell them exactly what to do if you've done any like minor coding you can see that you know you'll you'll tell it to do something it just doesn't get it and you like have to look up okay how, how do i exactly tell the computer what it needs to do it's so obvious to me so obvious to a human but what it can do is once you get that right it can scale that way better right. than a human ever could. It's hard to get to A to B with it, but it can get from B to Z real quick. That's that's because it's bi- ex- it's binary. That's exactly it's binary. That's exactly it's, the way to put it. Yeah. So I think we're always going to need to steer it. And now, obviously, there's machine learning and all that, and it, it's right. maybe getting better at figuring those kind of things out. But I think, I mean, humans are just incredible in how we can pick things up so quickly and analyze and just kind of know what to do. And the computer doesn't always get that piece right. It needs, yeah, um, it, it needs, it needs yeah. that direction. It needs that oversight. And then it can scale that in ways that a human would never be able. It to sounds do. like the, it needs initiation. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's and, and monitoring and monitoring. It needs, it needs to be gauged against, I think human expectation. If it's, a, if it's, a, if it's accomplishing a task, I think of, of course it needs, well, it needs, it needs feedback. Yeah, but I, but I, it's now monitoring and developing its own feedback because that's like what a lot of these code like um, if you type code it'll suggest fixes even even Microsoft Excel when you write type in a formula wrong you do have to fix it I mean this is not AI but like it'll say hey like your error this is your error and mm-hmm. this is where you should fix it 
Like, that's pretty impressive. Like, it can diagnose its own you're, issues. You're impressed with it, Alex, but would you be impressed if you had an analyst sitting over your shoulder who says, like, this formula isn't working quite right. Maybe we should do it this way. You'd be like, yeah, no shit. I can see that. That's, that's easy to see. But we're so impressed with it because it's a computer doing it, and we're not expecting the computer to be smart enough to fix its own mistakes. That's why you're impressed with it. If a human was telling you it should be this, with it, that, or the other, you wouldn't be nearly as impressed. I, I know I get what you're saying. Actually, I, I agree with that. But I think so. There, there are certain leaps that the human brain can make, which a computer cannot replicate. Not right now, at least, because we can make jumps. Like, you know, the whole saying "jokes are for smart people." Like, you know, whenever someone pops a joke, it's funny because you don't see it going the way it was supposed to go, but your brain can conclude how he got there based off of previous knowledge and a certain base that you have based off of the joke. Kind of the same thing with, honestly, artificial intelligence and just computers and binary as it is. It needs so much back information to understand what you want. You can't just give it a command without it having any context or anything around it. But once it has context and once it understands what you want, it can get there. It can get there yeah, fast. That's, like that's kind of like the, the memory, that's... because it has such a big memory bank, right. it's like, okay, I can go so many different ways with this. I need to know exactly because it would steer us wrong if, if it just kind of jumped at conclusions. Yes, that, that's another P. I think scale, scalability of once you have a task, being able to scale it, obviously computers do that much better than people do. And then complexity of large data sets. You know, we have a very small threshold for how much data we can actually comprehend and remember, which goes into your memory bank, whereas a computer can... it, it you know, theoretically doesn't care how big that data set is. It can apply the same rule to all of it or analyze it without forgetting um, what row seven was uh, as a human to be accustomed to. So, but okay. So, but here's what freaks me out about about our current like our jobs right now. Sure. So, so I think there's there's good and bad. The good news is. Well, I think all of our jobs are probably going to well, be like the middle management part. It was going to get replaced, and I, I think that's very true. I think that here's a good example, and you're in real estate. If a computer can say this is the best place, like you, you could type in, I bet you it'll go to the place where you say, where's the best place to invest $10 million, right? You fundraised $10 million. It'll say, oh, go to New Orleans, Louisiana, you know, street, you know, whatever. It'll do all the cash flows, it'll do the analysis for it, it'll do the research, but it cannot do anything else. You have to go out there. And find the land and like in, in contact people. Nothing's gonna replace people to people. And that's like a big thing for me too right now. It's like I'm like nothing's gonna replace like knowing people. Yes. No matter what happens. You're, computers you're, will do yeah. everything else. Yeah. I think computers will do everything else. And you just have to be able to interpret it and take action. I think AI blows people's minds because there's so many more people right like in, in the world right now who are better at person to person relationships than person to computer relationships. That's why they that's why it blows people's minds because they don't have good relationships with computers. They they can't program, they can't talk yeah. to a computer. Yeah. Like for some programmers, like someone that can, you know, program a few languages, like there's so many things it's like, oh my God, that's so simple. Like, yeah, like it's incredible. And like they're they're not as blown away by it. They are because of the potential, but they're not as blown away by it because they have a good relationship with it. Mm -hmm. So I think that yes, it'll get to a point where there's so many things it's teachable. And once it can do the teachable things, 
Yeah, I know. Then, 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 then all of the technological jobs will be, I think, either creating, it'll have to be creative, or it'll have to be managing systems. And then after that, it's it's a lot of sales. It's a lot of person to person. Right, it's right. a lot of marketing. It's a lot of yep. the the back end of things, yep. like the the to getting it out to the masses. There's a couple things from what you said, Alex. That one thing you noted is that people need to be able to interpret it. So I think you still need to understand, like for in your real estate example, right? If it's finding the market and then running all the cash flows on it and, and spitting out the numbers, whoever is kind of in control there still needs, you know, you can't just click a button. Like you, you need to be able to understand how it came to all those and what certain factors, if, if you, you know, toggle different growth rates or something like that. Okay. My you, question you, is why? 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 Because your inputs are just going to be the same like they're the, the computers. You like, I, I would not have a greater, knowledge than potentially a computer on this stuff. I'll I'll tell you exactly why, Alex. And it's the same reason why people are so uncomfortable with driverless vehicles. Even if you can prove that driverless vehicles, they did plenty of beta testing, right, with, uh, who was it? It wasn't wasn't even Tesla, was it? It was someone else. Uber. Uber was doing um, in, in, I think, Pittsburgh and Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona. They were doing... um, demos of driverless cars and those cars had you know did a ton of drives um they were you know you could probably prove that they were safer than a human driver but then one time hit somebody or kill somebody and because there isn't any control people hate it it needs to be absolutely perfect even if you had even if you had a whole fleet of driverless vehicles and you could prove that it would reduce the um, number of accidents that we get into when it does get into accidents, That's people hate it because there's no one responsible for it. And it's going to be the same way. That's it's going to be the same way. Are you going to give $10 million to a computer? And it, and when it fucks it up, who do you point the finger That's at? That's the thing. It's, li- it's all liability. There's no law behind it. There right needs now. to be someone to blame. There needs to be. And that's why there needs to be someone who understands it so they can cover their ass and make and- sure that if shit goes south, they're, you know, they yeah. understood it. And you're giving your people to people, Alex, you're giving your money to a person. You're not giving it to a computer. Well, and some and people that's, will. And that's, some well, people will. Well, and then, but what Alex was talking about with it making decisions for a business, you know, is one thing. You're talking about it doing a physical action that could put lives at harm, which two separate things, you know. But mm. at, the, at the same time, at the same time, I think, no, you hit it on the head. I think the reason that, driverless vehicles won't be more mainstream quicker than they should be is because of is because of the legality of it who's who's liable and the thing is is that literally will hold up technology because people don't know who to point the finger at so it'll stop it'll stop technology in its tracks because we don't know what the fuck to do with it but to your point to your po- what and a lot of people don't understand is and someone i think i was talking to my brother about this a while ago was yes okay a driverless vehicle it'll make a mistake but the thing is that computer's brain is linked up to the all of the cars are interlinked their brain when one car makes a mistake the remainder of the cars that it's connected with 
on earth immediately learn from that one car's mistake. No other car will make that same mistake. That's how quick it learns. So mm-hmm. like it, it which, that's is, the beauty which is why each mistake builds on it and makes it yeah. better. And that's I mean that's that's the beauty of technology. That's the beauty of writing code and, and automating processes because yeah, it's gonna screw up, but you can each time it screws up, build more, adjust for that screw up, and then you never face that same screw up again. Maybe more pop up. But it's that not having control that I think scares a lot of people, and that is what holds it back. What holds back something that's ultimately progressive. And I think I think it's a really good point. It's a really good point. I do think eventually over time people will. I think people will change. I don't think the liability thing will change much. That's that's always been a that's always been a um, that's always been an issue for innovation in general for for our country but we, we figured it away and, right but i think people mm-hmm. will get comfortable like i won't feel comfortable like having a car self-drive probably well maybe i will eventually but like dude like kids in like middle school right now like they 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 don't they want to get a driver's license yeah so yeah. it's like they're they're gonna be totally cool with it i think it'll be very easy for other people to adapt but they also don't know the liability side of things so i i, I get i think it's a really good uh yeah no like part of me like i'm i'm all for Self-driving, self, like, self-driving cars and, you know, the logic behind it and everything. But the driver of me who I would rather make the mistake to hurt myself than a car make the mistake to hurt myself. You but, know what I mean? So, like, my, head, my head's like, trust it, trust it, trust it. But my heart's like, don't fucking trust let's it. Let's say this, though. If they said, okay, you get, you get an accident in a self-driving car, but it's not, you're not liable, right? Let's just go back to this liability thing. Everyone's gonna get self driverless car because they don't yeah. want liability. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's actually that crazy. is that is kind of wild. Yeah, like like people will change their. Well, it depends on how bad the accident is because I don't care if I'm liable or not if I'm dead or right or paralyzed. You know. Well, if you're if you cause the wreck and you're dead, like people that you know, I think have to cover that, right? What? How would how would like you're if you're married, your spouse would have to cover it. Well, it would be yes. Your estate would owe them, and if your wife, yeah, your your technically your wife would have to cover I guess it. If yeah. you're single, I'm like, I don't know, that's a good question. If if you're married, yes, they would have to. Interesting. But they could sue your parents, and people have that, that has happened before. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, well, there's a whole other. Um. But do bef- we? What's, bef- we'll, before we go down that rabbit hole, I guess the the one closing point I have to make about this AI job replacement thing is that situation you talked about, where you ask a computer, you know where the best place to invest $10 million is in real estate, and it tells it for you. I think we're still a pretty long ways off from not necessarily having that in a beta form, but having that in a form that's, that's widely trusted. But what I see for us happening in the next few years is having AI that does a lot of the pieces that you mentioned, like identifying markets for us and running cash flows and I think there's so many opportunities. If you think in, the, in terms of the day-to-day of your job, I know this is certainly true for me. There's so many things that I've done a hundred times that just take time to do that I don't need to be doing anymore. I'm not getting any additional value. I'm not learning from them. In fact, they kind of piss me off that, I'm still, that <laughs> I still have to do them yeah. and, and have to take time to do them. And I think that's what AI replaces. And honestly, if you think early in your career, like the first couple of years when you're you know, kind of a, a, a junior associate, all of the BS work that you had to do that didn't advance you at all, really, as a professional, you're just kind of putting your time in. 
I think the the associates of the future are at such a benefit because they get to skip that. They get to quickly understand in the time it takes a human. It took us probably like a couple of weeks of doing a task to understand it. But you're a junior person for one year, two years, and you're doing it that whole time. They get to learn it quickly, have a machine that's doing it for them, and they actually get to spend more time in the higher value tasks, which are using your human brain to think through things and if they make sense and direct this new technology. Um, so I think it's a really exciting time for people who are younger in their careers to advance more quickly and create just a lot, a lot more. I agree with that. So I'll ask you this, though. I think there's value in repetition, though. In, in that, not because of, oh, I've done this, you know, five, six times. I've done this for a year. Like, mm-hmm. yes, but, like, think about your pr- next promotion you get. Like, you understand your next job so well because you mastered the previous one. So, like, do you think that the next generation will lack in the that second to third level because they haven't mastered the first to second level yet kind of thing? I think there will be instances. Um, there will be instances, and I'll put it this way. If we think about it with the driverless car scenario, if there is there comes a time when a generation comes up and they don't have to drive a car because cars are all driverless, I have a feeling that for a long time we'll linger, we'll have some kind of driving test or something like that, just as you're, you know, you have to still sit in a passenger seat and you're a backup in case the car goes haywire or something like that. They will be bad drivers, but they'll be bad at something that has been automated to the point that they never have to do it. So does it matter, I guess? is my question. Um, and in certain situations, yeah. I think in situations where things go really awry and they're not prepared to ad- uh, adapt to it and, and overcome it, yeah, I think things will go bad. But like you mentioned, when those things do go bad, it's a universal fix and that specific problem doesn't happen again. So I, I, I think it's going to be really good for people who are earlier on in their career. I think they're going to be able to um, see a lot more opportunities a lot earlier and spend a lot less time screwing around in PowerPoint and cleansing data sheets in Excel. I, we don't, I don't think we should talk about this today, but just popped in my mind, like we're, we're thinking about AI with, you know, a lot of traditional day desk jobs. I'm also wondering how is AI going to affect sports too? I haven't really thought about yeah, that maybe until that's, now. That's a topic for another day. That's a topic for another day, that, but that cool. but, but wait, just about well, like from a from a GM standpoint, like you know yeah. players and you know oh, money yeah. and allocation and all of that. But Amazon database. What um what was the other answer from Chat uh, ChatGPT? By the way, good Let's question. Just, just do a little comparison. Is it so, similar? Or is it kind of yeah? To kind of compare them, um, I accidentally asked ChatGPT to compress it twice, and all right. So AI's answer to the same question as Bard which was, what type of jobs will AI eventually replace? AI is poised to replace jobs in manufacturing, data entry, and customer service, alongside automating data analysis, impacting finance, and reporting roles. Automation in transportation, retail, and cashier positions is likely. Manufacturing and assembly jobs can be automated with robots, as can tasks in healthcare, diagnostics, legal research, and finance. AI can automate content creation, data entry, and routine maintenance jobs. Yet, many jobs require complex human skills beyond AI's capabilities. To thrive in the AI era, individuals must adapt, acquire new skills, and focus on roles demanding creativity, critical thinking, and complex problem solving. AI's, pro- 
AI's progress can also create job opportunities in AI development, data science, and AI ethics. Ooh, it throws or die, baby. AI ethics at the AI end. Ethics, yeah, but okay. no, it, it mentions uh, healthcare diagnostics as well. That was interesting. Yeah, well, that's me. That's me, big. But notice um, one thing that it didn't mention is blue collar jobs. Maybe the uh, uh, manufacturing, like very basic well, manufacturing, engineering, re- yeah, re- repetitive manufacturing jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority yeah. is. You're not going to see AI. You know, building the hospital that's going up down the street. You're not going to see AI building apartment complexes, you know? Um, so although, blue, blue although collar jobs not, are making a comeback. Although yeah. actually I was looking at like, you're not going to call AI to fix your pipes. There's actually a 3d printing house maker now. So now like houses are being printed with 3d material that's with able to withstand like hurricanes and tornadoes per se. What? That's what they advertise. But it's supposed to be like concrete, like three D printed. Is it burning, concrete? Burning three, concrete three D printing? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Anyway, but that's a whole. How that's do a whole you? Thing. I'll tell you about that. Like but this. how do you make a? How do you make a product that produces that? That's wild. I, I don't know. But um. Oh, what did you say? You just said. Oh, Dom, you mentioned it's not going to fix your pipes. Like, all right, I know one of my friends in Chicago. His friend is a pipe fitter, actually, and they. We are so short in some blue collar jobs right now, oh, yeah. and they're making a shit ton of money yeah. because they're so in demand, and there is no one to do the job. I know, it's and we're we're lacking blue collar jobs right now, which yeah. is, you know, I don't know. I always thought that you know some people, I don't know. I always thought we we were just fine in that area. You know what I mean? I thought we had plentiful and everything, but there's so many little niches too that I think I think we're missing right now. No one wants to do it anymore, man. No one wants to do it, and it's all supply and demand. Uh, you know, eventually, the if, if no one wants to do it, the trash man is going to make a ton of money. If no one else wants to do it and people need their trash picked up, either someone's going to make a lot of money or then, you know, it's somehow going to be, you know, it, it's going to get to the point where it's cheaper to develop automation. But some of those jobs are very difficult and costly to develop automation for. So there's there's some good job security in blue collar right now, some good wages like you mentioned, just because supply for those jobs, labor supply is so short. So yeah. All right. I'm calling all the Swifties right now. I'm calling oh, them all okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. This is very so, get very this. Awesome. Some on topic. stats. So, did you guys watch the Kansas City game? I, I've weekend? seen all the clips making the rounds, dude. Yeah. I, so I saw. I heard so much about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift throughout the week, and I was like, at first, I was like, probably not. And then there was so much smoke, there had to be fire. And then, <laughs> and then the game happened, and, and she shows up and uh, is in the box. But get, okay, so get this. So obviously, besides seeing her on like, I guess what do you call on like the camera, like like seven times during the game, like all the time, dude, like so, so many times next, next to Travis Kelsey's mom. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're just friends. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here is some stats. That's things that have happened since then. So since Taylor Swift showed up to Sunday's Chiefs bears game, oh God, 400% spike in Travis Kelsey, Jersey sales. Oh, Kelsey pod. Kelsey's podcast ranks number one over on Apple. Kelsey added 383,000 Instagram followers. Uh, it was the number one game this week, which actually is 
that's a pretty big deal because there was other better games on than oh, Bears, yeah. Kansas City. The Dolphins put up 70. Yeah. People didn't give a fuck. So number one game this week, 63% jump in female viewers between the age of 18 and 49. Oh, my God. And then um, a lot more, yeah, sales sales on StubHub, searches on the web, and, uh, yeah, the most tickets for the Chiefs sold in a single day. That's, all season. First of all, that's... <laughs> Why? All from Taylor Swift's appearance. Dude, his pod went that nuts too. Him and his brother. It's him and his brother who yeah, also yeah, yeah, plays yeah. for the Eagles. You know, but that's and it's a, it was an okay podcast, but nothing like the half and half club. I. <laughs> that's what. What are your What are your takes on like the impact of Taylor Swift? Like so, that's just, crazy. It, to it me. took it took over sports. Like I saw NFL tweeted something like, but I I saw Big Cat retweeted something. Where um, there's some Twitter account, it was like, you know, Swifties, blah, 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 whatever was the name. And it was like, okay, for people who are just watching football, this is how it is. You get four tries, in parentheses, downs, to get 10 yards. If you get 10 (laughs) yards, you get to do it again. If you keep doing it, you get a touchdown. And then someone was like, how long is 10 yards? And then they replied with a picture of a football field that says, if you see the big numbers... Each big number is 10 yards. And they were like, that's pretty much all you have to know. I was just dying. Dude, that is... Like, what's going on? I mean, Taylor Swift is huge. It's a completely different market than the type of people who would generally like the NFL. So it makes sense. Huge spike. So, just, just a mega giant entering so, a new world. All these girls are talking about how she's putting Travis Kelsey on the map for anyone who's followed football even remotely. Travis Kelsey's been on the map for a very long time. He's an elite tight end in the yeah. NFL. Everyone knows him. But t- Taylor Swift's on a different level. She is... So she here's... She's okay. got to be one of the most famous people in the world. Who is, like, the same level of a guy idol? Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. So if I said... Cristiano, Devo- uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is on... I don't know. Like, The Bachelor... I mean, I know he, guys watch a bachelor. Like, do you think that like guy viewership will jump? Like, no, I don't think. I don't situation? think there's anyone in the world who has as much of a cult like following as Taylor Swift does, or it, maybe not cult like, but as devoted, devoted of a fan base who will just support her wherever she goes and will watch a sport that they have like, no interest in just because it's going to show her in the box a few times. Like what nor- like normal people do. Like people get excited about what normal people do. Yeah. And like like I, if, I'm if, just by if Cristiano Ronaldo goes on uh, Britain's Best Baker or one of those, <laughs> some show, like a, a show I would never watch, even if I'm a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, I'm not going to watch the show. Like I, it, he's going, he, someone I like in a certain arena, which would be soccer, goes into an arena I don't like. I do not follow him there. Taylor Swift fans are on a different level. Dude, they'll follow her till the end of the earth. Whatever she does, it sounds like. It's like, but yeah, imagine if the opposite, Travis Kelsey came out randomly. People would be like, what the fuck is Travis Kelsey doing? People would be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Travis with... Kelsey likes Taylor Swift music. Right. And then, like, I, people. I like Taylor yeah, Swift yeah. music no more or no less than I did before knowing that he right. likes it, is how right. any Travis Kelsey fan. But, like, guys, would w- guys wouldn't go online and buy Taylor Swift shirts and stuff like that. Like, can, I feel like this is taking a life of its own. Can I just real quickly give the pod a good sound bite? Yep. Taylor Swift has a wonderful voice and just the most average 
songs I've ever heard. In my life. There is Dude, absolutely no. You just give us the death penalty. Nothing no. special. There is no. That's you. No, you guys can that's, disagree, that's and then the pod as a whole headlines doesn't. Grabbing. The pod like as a whole doesn't sink. I mean, there's literally just nothing special about these songs. It is just a girl singing about something. And, and if you like it, that's great. But there's no reason that I can comprehend that she dominates over every other artist. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, so I, I don't know. Tell me why I'm wrong. Give us a one star review. No. See, I. We, we, we actually no won't read your comments like, on the pod, though, unless you have yeah, five stars. So. There's, there's no song. Well, there's a few bangers in there.